Podcasting with Kerry Jones. Hi guys, and welcome to this week's podcast. Before I actually go on to this week's episode, I want to say how excited I am about this weekend. For my first issue as editor of the Fly Fishing Journal is out this weekend, and I've spent the last two and a half months, you can see, living and breathing this issue to make it something special, bringing together some new faces and contributors to the existing experts we already had so you can now get it in various shops or you can have it directly sent to your door if you go to our website flyfishingmedia.co.uk you can subscribe there and by doing it online you get some free flies as well to try out this spring and summer so head on over to the website and get your copy now I'm sure you're going to enjoy it now on to this week's episode this week's guest is a familiar face across social media and fly fishing shows around the world. Together with her husband, Andy, they created Semperfly, one of the most successful UK-based businesses making and supplying innovative synthetic materials for fly tying. I had a great chat with her, and she tells of how it all started and her passion for the business and plans for the future. And little did I know when I spoke to her first, She's originally from just up the road from me, so I had to get in touch with her and do this podcast. So welcome to my chat with Anne Kitchener. Hello, Kerry. Hello, Anne. Well, it's great to talk again. It's been, uh... It is. It's so lovely to speak with you. Thank you very much for the invite for this. Well, thank you for coming on. I bet you're busy enough. Are you actually in work now? Yeah, of course I am. I live here. <laughs> Don't right? go anywhere else. <laughs> I bet. What was a big surprise for me when we chatted last was you said you were from the Ronda. I know, I am. Proud as well. Very proud to be from the Ronda. It's my heritage. That's, that's where my heart is. Yeah, blind fecha, if I remember, right? That's right. Well, I was born in Llinapir. Um, obviously, that was where the nearest hospital was back then. And um, uh, the house we we lived in when I was little was in Ferndale, but the, the family were all in blind. So, so when did you leave? Oh, I was little, very little enough, because my dad worked in mining and uh, he was offered a job in England, in Northamptonshire, in a slate mine. Right. So we, we, we left them, but we went back home at every opportunity so every school holiday I was back in Blind I'm uh, when when my sister was born I moved in with my well, I call her Gee you know my grandmother yeah, um, yeah, yeah. well I, I, we all called her Gee yeah. and uh, yeah I moved in with her for for a few months and yeah I just love it there's a there's a there's a definite pull I and and I can't I can't let go of it did you try to come back as much as you can? I come back as, as much as I can. I still have some relatives in Mardi and um, in the surrounding villages, um, and I'll get back as soon as I can. 
the challenge for us is our, you know, our life now is up in Yorkshire. We have our our family here. Yeah. Um, and and our work keeps us pretty busy. Um, but you know, we get back as as much as we can. Is that where you met Andy up in Yorkshire then? No, no. Actually, I met him when when we lived in Northamptonshire. So, uh, but that was <laughs> was a very long time ago. That was in 1981. Because uh, we we lived in Northamptonshire then. That's when my dad was working. He left mining and he went into teaching, uh, and he was teaching in that area. So we stayed then in Northamptonshire. I met Andy there a long time ago now. And did he actually get you into fishing? Well, yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, Andy is, a, is a, the most passionate angler I know, and he fished literally all over the world. So he, he used to work abroad a lot, but he never went on one of his business trips without a rod. Yeah, yeah. So he always had a, a small rod with him or, you know, a, a traveller rod. And, uh, yeah, he, he's done India. He's done the Great Barrier Reef. He, he's been up in the Arctic Circle. He's done Europe. He, he's done all the highlights. Um, and I got to the point is I thought, well, I might as well, you know, if you can't beat and join him, because I was going fishing <laughs> with him. <laughs> and I thought I might as well join in and have some fun too. But mine was more sort of UK-based, to be fair, because his business trips were lengthy. He could be gone to... Singapore and Australia for like six weeks at a time. I couldn't manage that when we had a young family then. Yeah. So, uh, but when he was back, we, we'd all go, us and the two kids that are all grown up now. Um, but, but we'd all go fishing and we'd all get a lot of fun out of it. Do you do a lot of traveling now with um, the business? And I know Andy, I've been yeah. well lately. But yeah, sadly, to- Andy's had, a, he's had a challenging few years with his health and, and you know, and, and that has you know, anchored us a little bit to home for a while. But um, this year, we know we are doing more traveling again. We did we did quite a bit last year, to be fair. Um, and we've got some great trips already planned for this year. So we've been invited very, very fortunately back to the Sim Festival in Italy. Um, we're going out to the States again for the uh, what's now called the Confluence Show. Um, we've got some wonderful invites from our pro tires and friends around the world. So we're at that stage in our life. We're thinking, yeah, no, well, we, we should take up some of these invites now and, uh, you know, make, make the most of these opportunities because we get some fantastic invites. So yeah, Argentina, Scandinavia, um, all over Europe, you know, people are very, very generous and very kind. And, uh, yeah, watch this space because we, we're going to start taking up these invites. I try to take as much as I can now, to be honest. As well. I went through a lot of it when I was working for Trout Fish back, probably about yeah. 10, 10 plus 15 years ago. I was, you know, every opportunity, every press trip, I'd be there. And then but I, I was even turning them down because there are too many. But And then you realise yeah. then when you're not getting them, damn, I could have more of those now. So hopefully now the next year or two I'm going to do some travelling. Well... You know, we're not getting any younger, are we? And um, the, I love traveling. My background originally was I studied different languages as well. So that's, you know, bonus for me. Um, but you know, there's some great places and some wonderful people, great opportunities. And we just need to make the most of them while we can. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're saying studying languages. Can you actually speak Welsh? 
Nah, I wish, I wish. <laughs> Just a few words. Well, actually, if truth be known, I knew I was in trouble at home with mum when she started shouting at me in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> She would chase us up the stairs saying things that I should not probably repeat now because in case I'm swearing. So yeah. she she used to say that it was just things like, oh, God in heaven and things like that, give me strength and things like that. But I can't yeah. be sure. Oh, but she right. grew up in a Welsh-speaking house. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my Mikey would, would intersperse, you know, it was like a Wenglish, yeah. you know, there was just odd words. But I, you know, my growing up mainly was, was in England, so I didn't get opportunity. But I really wish I had the Ronda. Really yeah, the the Ronda actually. I think there is something called Wenglish. You're right because mm. um, my my background that my family you go back generations into the Ronda, and they were originally Welsh speaking then, and Welsh yeah. was my first language. But then when the call came, you had uh, a lot of English people coming in. It's like it's like the Klondike in yeah. Wales then. And then yeah. it was a bit of a concoction then, and there is a Wenglish, there are, which is quite unique, really, I suppose. Well, I, I, you, you'll know what this means. You know, my, my gear was like, you little mocking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's some stories behind that. Um, but, um, yeah, there, it was just little bits like that, which, which for me, I, I hold, you know, very dear. I've got wonderful, yeah. wonderful memories, and, um, uh, and I miss it. But, you know, Yorkshire is, is my you know home now, and and I have to say I love I love living in Yorkshire. We've been here for just over thirty years. So wow. our kids who who are well grown up and married and got got their own lives, you know they don't remember much about life down yeah. south. But I do take them to Wales as often as I can, and I'm a very very proud uh, grandmother now. Uh, I do, I do go on about my grandson probably a bit too much. You know, I do have the boasting book and all that, you know. Right. Um, but you no, know, I take him back as much as I can. Uh, talk to him about Wales. We take him on holiday to Wales, and very importantly, we are introducing him to f- tying and fishing. So he's yeah, definitely yeah. got the bug. I he's definitely imagine. got the bug. How did Semperfly start? Because you're, you're the fit. You and Andy, I see often on social media yeah. and you're the face behind Semperfly. So tell me, yeah, how did that come about? How did it start? Well, the story goes that we were both working in the IT corporate world and uh, it was pretty stressful, I, I can't lie. You know, we answered to the city and the investors and it was, yeah, it, it wasn't always easy. And we decided, life laundry moment, we've got to get out of this because this is not fun. It, it's too stressful. And uh, we took the opportunity. The kids were leaving home and we thought, you know what, we've got an opportunity now, some time for us. We can go traveling. We can do whatever we want. Now, our work had been in, in e-business uh, in quite a technical environment. We used to create very high-end online stores with lots of back office integration for people like, if you remember them, British home stores, yeah. um, you know, British library, lots of the major charities. Um, and um, we thought, well, you know what, we've been consulting and, and delivering solutions for these guys for so long. Well, we should maybe do it for ourselves. And in doing that, um, we figured out, you know, we started looking at, what was in the market because we thought well, if we're going to do this we'll, we'll we'll do it in in a world that um we're passionate about where we've got definitely got something to contribute 
and um, we decided to, to do it in fly fishing. And what we looked at was what's coming from where, what products are used where. And we soon discovered that in the world of tying, let's just say there was definitely room for improvement. Um, Andy being the geek that he is, he, he, he's really into his R&D. He's, he's got a, a very technical mind. Um, What's R&D? He started look, research and development, sorry. All oh, right. Um, yeah, he's very has a very analytical mind. Yeah. And so he started looking into tying materials as part of this process. And actually, that's when he discovered uh, nano silk, the, the, the GSP thread that a lot of people know yeah, us for. Yeah. And we went through like a big stage of, um, you know, testing, research, because, you know, it, it had been used in bulletproof vests. You know, that's when he thought, oh, there's something we can do with this. So, so w- we had our own made for that kind of prototype stage put it out there and people started saying, I love this. I really like this. This is good. And this is different to what else is out there. So that then started an evolution of, we thought, well, it, it deserves to be out there in, in a, in a, to a wider audience. So we actually formally started doing this in, in 2010 and we put it out there under the brand name of, of Semperfly as its own brand. Yeah. And uh, it, it just took off. That then developed into other materials. So we don't just do nano silk anymore, but people know us for nano silk because that, that's where we started. Um, by 2014, we were, you know, really going for it, selling into the trade um, with, you know, dedicated focus on on trade supplying shops around the world, and that has evolved now into, you know, quite an extensive catalogue of synthetic materials I have to say we, 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 we don't do the fur and feather that's, a, that's a, a different topic but you know we sell synthetic materials now you know around the world but it came from us wanting to develop dedicated synthetic materials that are fit for purpose not just a rehack of something from haberdashery yeah. where you would have a better quality offering um a much more suitable product for tyres because ultimately if, if you're putting a lot of effort and energy into tying a fly, you want to be proud of the materials that you're using and you need to know that you can rely on your material. So we didn't want threads that snap that were poor quality or that were badly spooled. Um, you know, we, we wanted people to be able to use the best. So that was our goal and um, it's brought us to where we are today. And you wanted to think big, I guess. You didn't just think of UK. You just want to go worldwide no, then. We, we we did go worldwide. And I remember, obviously, with my background in languages, uh, I remember one, one German account. My I, my other language that I mainly studied was, was German, and I just called up these German shops. And they, they actually gave me the, the business at first, and they loved the materials, but they said, you actually rang us or spoke German. That made a difference. Wow. You know, we made the effort. Um, yeah. We've, we've personally contacted organisations and said, "Look, we've got this. Would you be interested?" And uh, they, people said, "Yeah," and that has taken us now to obviously we're not just Germany; we're we're, we're all over the world now. Um, 
literally all, all over the world. There aren't many territories where we don't have distributors or, or dealers. I guess but America is a big all, one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's no secret. America's our biggest market. We have a, a dedicated team in the States, Semperfly US, right. where they carry a huge inventory. And that then means that they're able to supply the shops very quickly within the States. I see. So we, 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 do a lot, we do a lot there with the States. But everything is made here at our Yorkshire HQ. So we are very proud, whilst we do do a lot of export, we are hugely proud to be a British company. And, you know, I'm, I'm currently sat in my office in, in work, but downstairs there's our dye rooms, there's our factory, there's our packaging rooms, there's our warehouse. You know, this is our people, our wonderful team producing these materials here on site and then they get shipped around the world from here. So we're a proud, proud set of Brits. I bet it was an exciting moment when it was really starting to move, you know, you realise it was success. Oh, yeah. When you get feedback from, it can be a, a tyre in some remote country that says, oh, I can't believe it. I love what this material's done. It, it's revolutionised my tie-in. Or you get, you know, uh, you know, store saying we really want to stock your materials because our customers are coming in and asking for it. Even though we're kind of a few years down the road now, that to me and Andy still gives us a buzz. Yeah, you know, it, it really does. We're, we're still so happy to hear that because we do genuinely care. We, we, this is, this is our work. This is like our third child. You know, this is something that we're passionate about and we'll, we'll continue to be so. So where does the name Semperfly come from? Well, Semperfly obviously is Latin, isn't it? And it means always faithful, always true. And it is the motto of, of the US Marines. But we just put the L in it that we are always faithful and always true to, to the fly. So it's just a play on the oh, word. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I noticed yeah. the last letter is an I instead of a Y. That's right, because it, it's, it's a transition from Semper Fi, meaning always faithful, always true. Right, right. So we just put, make it a play on the word. That's clever. I didn't know that. Latin wasn't my strongest point, mind it's school. <laughs> it's all right. You speak Welsh, you're fine with me. <laughs> I don't have many strong points at all in school, actually. But uh, oh no, you're doing just fine, honestly. <laughs> well, you, saying about doing just fine, you actually then took it to another level and had a, an award, the Queen's Award. Tell me about yeah. that. Oh, that was just—I'll I'll never forget that ever, ever, ever. Um, it's a long process to go through for a Queen's Award, and uh, obviously, our, our lovely Queen is sadly no longer with us, and we won the the last set of awards um, but it takes about a year to go through the process it's not easy you have to submit all sorts of documentation you have to explain what you do why you do it how you do it there's certain criteria that you have to meet and it's quite strict and you go through the different stages and each time we go through to the next stage and we're thinking oh you know what compared to some of the really big companies that go for this you know we're just a bunch of fly tires, you know. Um, we don't know where this will go, but we kept getting emails, right, you're through to the next stage. And then we got one that said, you're through to the next stage and don't tell anybody. And we thought, oh, I wonder, I wonder. 
Um, then you have to go through and get all your accounts audited. So that was a very detailed process. You have to prove literally to, to the to the Crown that, that, that you're doing what you say you're doing. And then you wait and you wait and you wait a long time. So Andy and I, uh, last April, we were in the States. We were at what was then called the IFTD, which is the big trade show in, in Salt Lake City. And we got up. We were getting ready to go to the show. And uh, I saw Andy. He, he kind of looked a bit, I don't know, he came over all emotional. <laughs> and he said, uh, I've got an email. And the actual, he read it out. Well, he tried to read it out four times, but I don't think he'd mind me saying he, he was pretty, <laughs> he was pretty choked up. Um, it, it said, um, we are pleased to inform you that the Queen has signed off the Prime Minister's recommendation that your company be awarded a Queen's Award for Enterprise. But we couldn't tell a soul. We couldn't tell a soul we were under a strict embargo then. So we had to go into a show that day, a very busy show in the States. With two big smiles. Not Oh, we were grinning all day. People must have thought we were on something. <laughs> we were just buzzing. Um, and, uh, but because it couldn't be formally announced until the Queen's birthday. That's when it all comes out. It comes oh, out in the London Gazette. Yeah. And it was all change, change, change. Um, then from when it, from when it launched, it was just magic. But yeah, it was just an, incredible moment so what happens then is uh, on the queen's birthday we were able to make the announcements and we went to town and made all sorts of social media announcements and uh, we did quite a lot of interviews and things um and then in july we got to go to buckingham palace and there was a reception at buckingham palace by then the queen wasn't able to attend sadly it was hosted by the then prince charles and and princess anne that was very special yeah, sure, and sure. no secret um andy and i made a bit of a weekend of it we, we we really celebrated and enjoyed ourselves that weekend um and then the next stage from that is to receive your actual award the lord lieutenant comes to your premises right so that happened in the autumn the Lord Lieutenant is the then Queen's now King's representative and they come to your premises to present you with a scroll which is the proclamation and a crystal bowl. So we arranged a day which, which was quite nerve-wracking actually because you receive a documentation before they come outlying everything, all the do's and don'ts because you have to treat the Lord Lieutenant as though the King oh. or Queen Really? Is with you. Oh, yeah. It's where they sit, who looks after them, the etiquette, how you address them. You get all this briefing documentation before they come. So it was a little nerve wracking. So we, by then, we were in our our new premises and we set up quite a big marquee in, in our car park and we decorated it up. We invited lots of our friends, our family, people that have helped us on this journey, and various advisors, even the bank came out for that one. Um, And uh, you have a very formal process, first of all. So the Lord Lieutenant came with her deputy. The deputy read out the proclamation. 
which we have here. It's just such an honour. And then she presented us um, with, with the crystal bowl. Now, actually, the Lord Lieutenant up here, she's a, a, a fly tire and, and an angler. So we just clicked. We had so much to talk about. We had such a lovely time with her. We, so much to share, so much in common. It was brilliant. Did you give us and, some nano silk? Uh, we gave her a whole box of materials <laughs> to take home and enjoy. Yeah, no, she went away with a goodie box, which she was thrilled about. Um, and then they they had to leave because they were going on to another function. And then yes. we parted. We got a band in. We got the food out, the drink out, and we parted all afternoon. And mm. we just had a fantastic time. It's so the very the funny thing was the next morning a lot of people that came to work were working in their sunglasses for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine taking the odd paracetamol the next morning. Yeah, yeah, but it was just just a great day and we now we can carry that award you know so you'll you'll see it um on our collateral you'll see it we have a flag flying outside the building of the queen's award on uh it's on our packaging uh and and we are genuinely enormously proud it's such an honor it's a great achievement um but it was there a reason you applied for it did you get like the benefit from it it's just the the prestige of it, I suppose, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's the highest award in the UK that any business can have. Wow. There is no higher. Um, and we were told, really, it's like getting a knighthood for your company. Yeah. And um, there really is there is no higher authority in the land that can issue such an award. And yeah, it, it has opened some doors, you know, and we've had people contact us and, uh, offer us help and services. So, yeah, we, you know, it has been beneficial in that way. But for us, it's about the, the recognition. And what we hope is that it gives our customers and ultimately tires around the world that use our materials confidence in us as a company. Yeah, yeah. That they know that they're dealing with a good company, an honourable company, one that's been vetted thoroughly. And has got this recognition. So for us, that that's what it's about. Because at the end of the day, we just want tyres around the world to be able to access our materials if they choose to, access the very best materials, and know that they're dealing with a really good company that, that really cares. Take a look at my eShop on my website where you can find sign prints, a range of ghillie kettles, and vouchers and tuition for my guiding days. I am now taking bookings for my Corrib Ferox days next month. Plus... To be in with a shout to win a selection of Semperfly materials in this week's competition, sign up and become a patron. Visit castingwithkerryjones.com. Well, you've got at the shows, I've been on one or two, and you get the tyres which are used in your materials. Oh, Have you ever yeah. thought to yourself about actually getting a vice and tie yourself? <laughs> Kerry, I work with the best tyres around the world. Why would I need to? <laughs> I have seen my grandson sit on Hans van Klinken's lap and be taught fly tying already, um, you know, when he comes to stay with us. I, you know, Paul Proctor, Melvin Wood, these are all people on our doorstep who come and, and stay with us and some of the guys from, and gals, sorry, from, from abroad as well. So I am blessed. I have more flies here than I can ever fish with. Yeah, I bet. You know, so uh, that's, that's 
kind of something that I'm very proud of and that, that I can enjoy. Do you actually get out some fish now then? We do as much as we can. Um, we get some wonderful invites, as I mentioned earlier. I mean, last week I was invited to Iceland and Argentina in one day. Um, and various other places like when we've already booked to go to the States uh, this coming September for another trade show. And some of our friends saying, well, come to Montana, we're going to go fishing, we're going to do this. And, and we genuinely do try. Our challenge is that, you know, life's quite full for us, both with the business. Sadly, Andy's health hasn't been great over the last few years. Um, but we, we get out as much as we can, not as much as we would like to, being honest, you know, but we have our family life as well to factor into this. So, yeah, we're trying really hard this year to, to get out and do a, a bit more fishing. Yeah, not only on the, the you know the exotic locations you can see, but oh, have, no, no, no. have you no, got like I, nice, I love... nice rivers or lakes near you which you just want to go for an hour? I think I think that's see the... my my yeah, I know what you mean. For yeah. me, it's Yorkshire Dales. That's where I love to be. You know, I I love the Dales rivers. You know, so for me, we we need about an hour to 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 get into the heart of the Dales from from where we now live and work. Yeah. Um, so we tend to do it more on a weekend or you know on a holiday, maybe. Um, but yeah, there are places dotted around. I mean, we've got Driffield Peck, not not that far from us. I think that's about forty minutes away, something like that, which is the Northern Chalk Stream. We've got some nice places dotted around us. But for me, I just love nothing better than to be in the countryside, you know, by yeah. a lovely river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a guy, Stephen Smalley, and he's he fishes somewhere called Malam Tarn. I don't know if you've heard of that. Oh, one. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I've not fished it, but I've walked it. He's, write, um, he's writing the, um, an article, a feature for this issue of the Fly Fishing Journal. And I'm looking at the pictures and the, the trout that's in there. And, oh, it's uh, incredible. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go next, this season, hopefully. Maybe around about June. Okay, well, give us a shout when you're coming up north. I will, that um, good. Yeah, it, it's an amazing place with stunning views from up there. So, yeah, it, it's incredible. In the time that you've been doing the business, have you found, obviously, you've been growing and making a success of the business, but do you find fly fishing is slowing down or is it growing in certain places? I think it depends where you where you are and where you're looking at. Um, I think obviously in the UK there has been concern about it being a more mature um, audience. Um, but that said, there's some great initiatives happening, you know, around the UK to bring young people in and to encourage new people to, to join in fly fishing and I think that's absolutely wonderful and we as a company we, we try to support that so um, in the sort of tying and, and, and fishing world so we do try to encourage as many people as possible when we look further afield into like Scandinavia or even into the States it, it tends to be in our experience a broader audience and a, a younger audience as well. Is it? I think it depends very much on where you are. Yeah, we get lots of stats, for example, through our, our social media and the average age, we've got quite a reasonable Instagram following. Um, and the biggest audience for us is in the States and the average age is um, between 30 and 40. In the States? In the States, yeah. And what would you say it is over here then? 
I think he's a bit older than that, probably people in my generation, which I'm not telling you which that one is. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big birthday this year, Kerry. Slightly oh. concerned. Oh, you were 40 this year as well, are you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll yeah. pay you later. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're trying to do our bit here, and our five-year-old grandson's definitely got the bug. And in yeah. fact, uh, he's coming to stay later this week, and we've already booked the fishing trip in. So um, so he's, he's tied his own flies already for it, and uh, we, we're going to take him fishing with those. So we just all have to do our bit. I think we have to network as best we can and tell our neighbours, tell our friends, tell our uh, family members, and, and ask them if they can give it a go. I mean, when, when we get visitors come up, do you fancy a day out fishing? Come and have a go. We've done that with a few of my cousins before now. So I think if we can all try and do our bit, you never know, it could make a difference. Yeah, I remember how I started. It was a scripture teacher, Dave Roberts, in school. I right. Was, I was 12 years of age, it was, Porth County. And uh, I hated scripture. I absolutely hated it. I, I'm not a religious person at all. But I played my cards well because he was taking people fishing. So I started tying flies after school with him and a gang of other boys. And that's how it started for me. Well, it was through school. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. but And th- this post, I've got the new job of the editor for the Fly Fishing Journal. In the next issue, not this one, no, we're going to add more pages, especially for juniors, you know. To get, oh, that's wonderful. There's nothing better than to see your face and get excited in a mag, you know. That's a real sense of achievement. That's yeah. wonderful. Oh, good on you. Have you got any goals for this year now? Well, having come through a crazy COVID time when life, the, the, the demand for our materials just rocketed and uh, we, we rose up to meet that challenge. And then sadly, Andy's health um, was, a, was pretty rough for the last few years. For us now, it's about getting back out there, enjoying seeing our friends, enjoying some travel um so that's something definitely in fact we've spent this weekend just going through our diaries and booking various trips i did mention i've got a big birthday you know we we've booked a lovely family holiday for late for later in the year which we're very excited about with my you know work hat on we are in the next few weeks going to be announcing some really cool exciting new materials can't tell you too much about them just yet, Kerry. There's some super cool new stuff coming down the road, and there'll be some announcements towards the end of May and early June about those. Um, so that is something that we're seriously excited about um, that, that's coming down the road as well. So that'll be a nice opportunity for this year to to enjoy, yeah. see that grow and develop. Yeah. What is the biggest seller then? I guess it's the, the nano silk, I guess, is it? Well, you, you say that, and, and, and Nanosilk is incredibly popular. There's, there's no lie about that. Um, but actually, our wax threads now All are right. doing extremely well. Yeah, We only launched them in 2019, but they really took off. And there's just some amazing colors, phenomenal choices, both in size and, and, and color options there as well. And we worked hard. Well, I say we, the proverbial we, that's Andy and his team, because they do the research and development. Um, you know, they worked really hard on making sure that it was the best thread with the perfect amount of wax on it. And our machinery, it's, it's so state of the art that when we spool, you get that perfect 
laying on of the thread. So as it lays on perfectly, it comes off perfectly as well. So now I'd say it's our wax threads. They've uh, a lot of people have converted over. The one thing that stands out for me is the um, the synthetic fur. What is it called? Rabbit fur or wabbit? Oh yes. Yes, where, where? yeah, synthetic rabbit. That's yeah. that's uh, one of my favourite topics. Uh, actually, because too many people, yeah. Well, obviously, rabbits an integral part of fly tying, isn't it? And everybody yeah. needs it. But if people are willing to have a look at a synthetic alternative, they might be pleasantly surprised because it actually behaves like natural rabbit in the water. Yeah. So there's, we, we, there's a video actually in our catalogue where one of our Norwegian guys filmed it. Yeah, uh, that was Roy Ole uh, Jakobsen's work, and he he showed it how it moves in the water. But the nice thing is when you take it out of the water because it, That's it. it's synthetic, it it you, it dispels the water almost straight away. It's not heavy because natural it can be heavy when wet, obviously. So, you know, you, you're good to go again with a synthetic option. That's the big thing, because these, like, minky patterns, they can be quite large, and when they get wet, yeah. you know, it, it does get a bit difficult to fish. You'll false cast it a few times. It doesn't get rid of the water then, but the way this works now, you can fish a lot more comfortable oh, for longer. Absolutely. And there's a, a whole host of different shades as well. Um, so you've got some nice colour choices there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's blacks and pinks and links and all sorts. At this point, because most of the people I chat with are anglers and the, the fish regular, because you're more on the business side of it, no doubt you enjoy mm-hmm. your fishing, and you've been to many places, so you probably know what question I'm going to ask, Anne. So where would you want to be to make your last cast? Okay, I'm a very proud Welsh woman that moved to Yorkshire 30 something years ago and when we moved up here we lived literally on top of the river wharf now I do get all these wonderful invites to go fishing here there and everywhere as I've mentioned but when we moved here and I think we were within two or three hundred yards of the wharf we lived and breathed that river so we fished it, we walked it. I rode a horse up and down that bank all the time. We taught our children fishing in that river. And we were at, um, we lived in the village of Thorp Arch, which is just the river separates Boston Spa and, and Thorp Arch. And that river was just our home. We had so much fun. We picnicked by the river, but obviously we did a lot of fishing there. And in fact, there's a book out there um, all about Yorkshire and there's a picture quite by chance. We didn't even know they were doing it and it shows Andy fishing in the river there just by the weir. We've got such wonderful memories of that river and what it meant to us when we left home. We left all our family and we, we came north and we loved that river so much that I've got such fond memories for that river that that's where I'd want to be. Well, now I'm in the position that I can take my grandson there. That makes me very, very happy. Well, many thanks, Anne. It's been an absolute pleasure, Kerry. Thank you so very much for inviting me to be part of this. It's a great honour. I love listening to to you and your work and uh, to be invited to be part of this has, has made us all here very proud. So thank you very much. Cheers, Anne. Uh, 
Take care now. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, please consider becoming a patron. We will get weekly podcasts and access to over 125 episodes, behind-the-scenes photography to go with each episode, plus other exclusive content and prizes. And this week, Anne Kitchener has put together a prize for Patreons only, goodie bag with a selection of Semperfly materials, which will be drawn later next week. To become a Patreon, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones, or you can find the link on my website, castingwithkerryjones.com. That's all for now, and tight lines, and don't strike too soon. <laughs>